you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Thursday, April 20. Victorian Premier Dan Andrews has waved off an investigation that found evidence of misconduct and improper influence across his government. The extensive inquiry by the independent broad-based Anti-Corruption Commission was prompted by the awarding of a lucrative healthcare contract shortly before the 2018 Victorian election, despite no competitive tender process taking place. It found no corrupt conduct but was critical in its assessment of the Premier and several former staffers. There are no findings against anyone in this uh, report. It is an educational report, but the recommendations do go to a number of serious matters, important matters. The Reserve Bank is set for its most significant transformation yet following a broad-ranging review of its operations. Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the government will back all 51 recommendations made in the report, including handing interest rate decisions to a second board of experts. The overhaul has cast doubt over the future of current RBA Governor Philip Lowe, whose seven-year term ends in September. It's the world sensation that wasn't. A tabloid magazine is under fire for printing what it calls a world-first interview with seriously ill Formula One driver Michael Schumacher. His comments were generated using artificial intelligence software, and it's raised questions and criticisms about the future of content and creativity. That's in today's episode. Almost a decade ago, Michael Schumacher was skiing with his family in France when disaster struck. The Formula One legend had not long retired from the sport that made him a household name around the world. It was on the slopes of the French Alps that the experienced skier suffered a fall and struck his head on a rock. Schumacher was wearing a helmet but suffered a serious head injury. Rushed to hospital in Grenoble, he was placed into a medically induced coma in an attempt to reduce swelling on his brain. He would stay there for the next several months while fans of the seven-time F1 winner waited anxiously for an update on his condition. There's been an outpouring of relief at the news. It appears the life of former Formula One champion Michael Schumacher is no longer in danger, although it's still not clear to what extent Schumacher has recovered. Schumacher's long road to recovery would see him transferred to hospitals in Switzerland and then the family's home. They've been understandably tight-lipped ever since, save for a documentary collaboration with Netflix in 2021. 100% perfection. I couldn't live with anything lower. And what Schumacher achieved was absolutely incredible. Schumacher himself hasn't spoken to the media since the accident. That was until a German magazine sensationally announced it had secured an interview with him. The get was splashed across the front page of a German tabloid. A headline dubbing the interview a world sensation ran alongside a photograph of a beaming Schumacher. In it, he says, My life has completely changed since the accident. That was a horrible time for my wife, my children and the whole family. I was so badly injured that I lay for months in a kind of artificial coma. I've had a tough time. The only problem is the interview never happened. It's not a world sensation at all. 
It turns out the quotes attributed to Schumacher, like those I just read, were generated by artificial intelligence that had been trained to talk like him. Chatbots, as we know, don't attribute any of the information they regurgitate to anywhere, which adds an additional layer of mystery to what is real and what is not. Now, given that it's well known that Schumacher hasn't publicly discussed his accident in the past decade, this particular article was readily debunked, but it does highlight the inherent problems associated with chatbots and AI. That's James Madden. He's the Australian's media editor and he's been in the business for a long time. I do think we need to bear in mind this is a German gossip magazine. It's not a revered global masthead. That said, I think most people would find this kind of article and promotion of this kind of article grossly irresponsible. And given the subject matter too, it's in extremely poor taste. This particular magazine does have some form It was a couple of years ago when they infamously photoshopped a picture of Queen Elizabeth on their front page, making it look like she was gazing forlornly at her late husband's tombstone. In fact, the photo had been photoshopped from a previous image of her looking lovingly at her horses at Windsor Castle. So I wouldn't say that uh, Di Actuelle is one of the great masters of the global media landscape, but that said, it's still a cause for concern. The ruse was first uncovered by a blogger named Boris Rosencrantz, and the publisher has yet to offer an explanation. But let's talk about generative AI for a second. You've probably heard of platforms like ChatGPT. They fall under the broad umbrella of machine learning. That means sophisticated algorithms crawl the internet and synthesise basically all the information they can find on a given topic. Then it spits it back out in whatever format we ask it for. Images, videos or a sensational interview, for example. Plenty of media outlets have been experimenting with generative AI technology in recent months in a bid to understand its capabilities. It's a useful way to help journalists and audiences understand the subtle differences between content generated by a machine and on-the-ground reporting carried out by journalists. But this, this is different. Because the thing about generative AI is that the product is only as good as the information that's already out there. And anyone who's been on the internet knows that what's out there isn't always great. I don't necessarily think legitimate media outlets, at least in Australia, have been drawn into this issue so far. But you will see more of it in the media simply because for the very good reason that it's cheap. And on the other hand, rigorous and well-researched journalism is expensive. So whilst reputable mastheads might for now be able to keep their distance, the problem is not that far over the horizon insofar as when other mastheads are simply deriving their content from the reputable mastheads, where does that leave the original content makers? Mm, And what are the public interest implications for a proliferation of that kind of technology? Well, it's concerning. That's the the simple answer, because you have basically got computer-generated services determining via an algorithm what is in the public interest and what is not. Now, computers can do many things, but being able to independently determine what's in the public interest and to weigh up whether or not something should or should not be published is not a matter for an algorithm. Plenty of tech leaders, including ChatGPT's founder, have called for this kind of powerful artificial intelligence to be regulated. But until that happens, if it happens, 
it's up to publishers and audiences to self-regulate and exercise some healthy scepticism. And in terms of audience, I think it's beholden on the reader to satisfy themselves that what they're reading has some veracity behind it. The internet is rife with misinformation and this misinformation can easily find a voice via these AI services. So the amplification of misinformation is a very real issue as it pertains to AI services. And one of the ways for this to be addressed is simply for readers to do the most basic due diligence on their behalf and satisfy themselves that what they are reading is from a legit source. It can't break stories. It can't judge what's in the public interest. Do you think that's an attempt by big tech to aggregate journalism? And if so, what are the implications for the work of journalists like you? It's certainly an attempt by big tech to develop another revenue stream. So that probably answers that question. Whether or not their primary aim is to aggregate journalism is, I suppose, yet to be determined. One of the consequences of this, I think, is that it actually highlights the importance of proper journalism, if I can use that term. And it should encourage journalists to work harder to reveal the truth. Because I think increasingly in this world where there are services like AI chatbots and all the rest of it, real journalism is going to be an increasingly valuable resource. Journalism might be in the clear for now, but the ability of artificial intelligence software to generate just about anything we ask of it has already sent other industries scrambling. That's after the break. A troubled young woman. Her evil parents. We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. That's a song called Hard On My Sleeve. It's performed, apparently, by Canadian musicians Drake and The Weeknd. Except, again, it's not. The song was released by a creator known only as Ghost Rider, who claims they used AI software to imitate the artist's voices. So it first appeared in a TikTok posted by this mysterious producer, where it amassed a staggering 15 million views. It also made its way onto Spotify, where it racked up 600,000 streams in a matter of days. That's Jodie Gray. She's an entertainment reporter with The Australian. As of the 17th, it had disappeared from multiple streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Amazon, YouTube and Tidal. The YouTube link for the song now displays the message, this video is no longer available due to a copyright claim by Universal Music Group. However, Universal Music Group has declined to clarify whether it issued a formal takedown request. The apparent ease with which the song was created, distributed and consumed is a sign journalism isn't the only sector being shaken up by AI technology. 
The Universal Music Group has been trying for months to get streamers like Spotify and Apple Music to block AI software from extracting intellectual property like melodies and lyrics from copyrighted music. In light of this most recent breach, the group said using technology to imitate artists in this way, quote, begs the question as to which side of history all stakeholders in the music ecosystem want to be on, the side of artists, fans and human creative expression, or on the side of deepfakes, fraud and denying artists their due compensation. Those are strong words, no doubt, but should the Drakes of the world be worried? At the moment, no. I don't think people are entirely convinced that technology is sophisticated enough to replace musicians. But there is a fear that AI may get so good that the entire landscape of music will change irrevocably. Ultimately, AI is a cool gimmick, and maybe this is an overly romantic thing to say, but I don't see it replacing the connection that music fans have with real artists. Can you imagine a Coachella bill stacked with virtual bands? That would be dreadful. AI takes away chance and human error, which throughout history has made some of the most interesting, long-standing music. An example of that would be the New Order song, Blue Monday. Totally iconic, influenced electronic music forevermore. That song was a happy accident. The band were figuring out how to use this new drum machine and accidentally added another rest, which threw off the sequence completely. And they loved it and kept it. It's the iconic song we all know today. James Madden is our media editor and Geordie Gray is an entertainment reporter with The Australian. Subscribers to The Australian get 24-7 access to the nation's best journalism at theaustralian.com.au. Access a world of true crime podcasts on CrimeX Plus, where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman. A dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one had been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime.